Ladies and gentlemen, that's my theme song. That means it's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm coming at you from the top of my house, just below the roof. That's right. Tommy D's in the attic. The nonprofit sector connector is in the attic every Friday morning at 10 a.m. And I like to get my guests to chuckle right out of the gate. So I think I got a little bit out of my guests there. So here's what we're looking to do. Every single week, we come to the program, and I have a guest who meets me in the attic who runs or founded a nonprofit organization. And today is no different than any other week, and I'm super excited. And I'll tell you this. One of the cool things about being Tommy D, isn't that funny, little third person there, gang? But one of the fun things about being Tommy D is I get to hang out with really cool people who do really cool things. And today I'm super excited. I'm going to, before I even, let me say hello to my guest. Before I introduce and do the bio, Renee, come off mute, say hello to me. How are you, Renee Flagler? Renee Daniel Flagler, Executive Director of Girls Inc. and many, many other things which we're going to talk about. But good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I am fabulous. I knew, listen, I knew that we would pump up the energy in the attic today when right, you showed right. up. I knew it. We're going to have, we were going to have so much fun today. Renee, thanks for being here. I am going to read your bio and then I'm going to talk a little bit about Girls Inc. And then we're just going to jump into a conversation. I want you to tell me the story. Cool? Yes. Cool. Right on. All right, cool. So my friend, Renee Daniel Flagler is an award-winning writer, adjunct professor, and a speaker who is passionate about encouraging women and the youth to pursue their passion and purpose. Over the years, Renee has published multiple fiction books including several romance novels under the pen name Nikki Knight. Renee's book, Society Wives, has been optioned for a film. I don't even know if I knew that. That's exciting. We're going to talk about that maybe too. That might be another show. Renee also is working on it, says here, but I know Dream Journey is finished now, right? Dream Journey is, is out. Done. Dream, Dream Journey is out. So oh, she just showed the book. Show, show us one more time. Dream Journey, and it says seven steps to turning your passion into your lifestyle. I need to read that book because I, this is, look, this is my passion. I get fired up about doing this all week. The problem is I do other things. I need to just, just do this. Shout out to the universe. This is what Tommy D should be doing. She is often called upon to speak in into groups of women and young people about finding their passion and purpose and to fulfill her passion for teaching the written word. Renee facilitates literacy groups, develops curriculum, and teaches creative writing to students from kindergarten to college. So exciting. Big stuff here. We'll never tackle everything I want to talk about today, but here's what we are going to really do best to focus on is Renee's role as Executive Director of Girls, Inc. of Long Island. The mission of Girls, Inc. is to empower girls to be strong, smart, and bold. And I talk about that whenever I talk about it. And plus, I wore my red tie for Girls, Inc. because yeah. I, I, I did it. I have the red jacket on. Maybe for another segment, I'll bring the red jacket out of the attic closet and put it on. It's my famous... You, I, I see that. I've got my famous red velvet I'm going to go with. I'll pull, I'll pull it out of the closet in a bit. So listen, you guys know I'm so passionate about this sector. You know this is important to me. You know every week we're going to interview another leader. Renee, what I want to really do is just let's get started in the conversation. The first time, when, I, when we were doing, when I was like doing these fake versions of this podcast back in, you know, back in the summertime, you were one of my friends who said, Tommy D, I'll do it. I'm in. And we went back. We're not going to go as far back as we did then. But you t- started to tell me about just your interest in reading and your interest in, you know, uh, there was a book. You went around the whole district and re- read the book and stuff like that. Tell me about that real quick, if we could, just anecdotally. And then let's let's dive into your background and what drew you to Girls, Inc. Sure. So, OK, my thing is I was a, a huge, a avid reader when I was a kid. And I later on became an author. And I always say that your passion leaves clues. Right. You pursue things, you do things. And then, you know, you find out one day like, wow, I'm really, really, really passionate about that. And my earliest memory of me, like really connecting with words was what you just talked about. I was in second grade. I memorized an entire book. Like who does that? I memorized an entire book and I performed in a storytelling contest, retelling that book. And I won the storytelling contest and went on to represent the district. So reading words, passion, I mean, writing has always been a passion of mine. And I went through a transition, as we all do, right, in, the, in, in 2000, I would say early to mid-2000s. And that's when I discovered that <clears throat> writing just wasn't something I liked to do. It was therapeutic. I enjoyed it. I had done it in college. I'd written, like, everything there was to write. I'm, I'm an award-winning journalist. I wrote books. I wrote screenplays. I, did, I, just, I just enjoyed writing. I went to school for um, communications and television. I took journalism, everything. But it was in mid the mid-2000s where early to mid-2000s where I realized that passion was a writing. Uh, my passion was writing, right? 
It wasn't just something I like to do. And I decided I wanted to go give it a try. Let me give it a whirl. Let me see what can happen if I really focused on this thing. And I pursued the opportunity to publish my first book. And now I have 20 books. 20 books. <laughs> if you're listening in, this is a point when you guys should clap. Um, guys. <laughs> Don't you have that little button where you can hit the... I, I don't have that. I have the, the You're on Mute mug that my friend oh, Shree Sharma gave I'm me. I'm looking I, for that mug. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to talk to my friend Shree. She hooked me up. She got it for me on my birthday, sent it to my house, and it was so special. Perfect. And there is not a meeting that it does not come to utilization That's because... Exactly what I want to do. I want to do. I want to do. It's funny. Somebody's always on mute. Somebody is always on mute. In fact, sometimes I'm the guy on mute. Uh, sometimes people wish I was the guy on mute, but now you, <laughs> no, but you're here today because you want to listen to me, gang. So uh, I guess I'll stay off mute. All right. So Renee, what, first of all, love that. And I, I'll tell another quick story about us. So a couple of weeks ago, I get off a meeting. It's like 745 at night and I'm up here in the attic, obviously. And I go sit on the floor and I grab my phone and it says, Renee is going live on Instagram. So I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I don't know what that is, right? So I'm on the Instagram. I go there and it says, ask Renee to join. So I'm thinking it's like, I'm asking like to come into the room and whatever. So I do. And then all of a sudden I'm on live Instagram with you. And I don't even know what we're going to talk about. But fortunately, I, I know how to dance pretty well. So we were able to get through conversation around, I think we were on strategy and leadership. And stuff like that. So I didn't know that. So it's funny because then last night I saw you on the Instagram and I watched again, but I didn't, I didn't push the wrong button this time because I wasn't prepared to just kind of speak because it was kind of late. But so, so let's talk about, let's, let's talk about that passion because I know that passion is, is what's going to lead into the conversation around Girls Inc. So talk to me about where's that, how does that passion drive into your commitment to young women and, and really how did you get to Girls Inc.? Tell me that story. You got it. So I decided at some point I wanted to just do what I was passionate about. And that's kind of where the book comes from. I wanted to do work that I was really passionate about. And I wanted that to be like my primary source of income. I didn't want to like relegate my passion to uh, a hobby here and there. I wanted to work in the things that I was passionate about. So when I started working, when I became an author, I would often be asked to go to events or especially to speak to young people, especially in black and brown communities, because, you know, they would say, you know, our kids never met a black author, never met an author that looked like them. And, you know, it would be great if you can come talk to them. That actually led to me doing writing sessions with young people in all kinds of environments. And one of the first ones that I did, I was uh, contracted by the city of New York to work with a group of girls at this place called, I forget exactly the name. Uh, I think it was a victory house, but it was like a, a home for girls who were runaways or pregnant teens, you know, a, a place where girls had just been kind of outcast. And I went there and I started working with these girls. The first couple of times I came in, it was kind of like, who is this lady and what does she want with us? But by the time we went through several weeks of journaling together, writing me, teaching them writing techniques and just sharing my love of words and stuff with them. By the time it was over, they didn't want me to leave and I didn't want them to leave. And I, through that, I discovered that I had a second passion. Mm. I was always very helpful, but my other passion was working with youth, mm. especially youth, all youth, right? But especially youth that are often labeled as disadvantaged, which I hate that word, right? So, okay. you know, we just need to give them advantages, opportunities. So, okay. Um, that became really, I mean, that, that touched me in a way. And I was like, I want to do more of this. So I want to do more of what I love. I want to be able to write. And I want to find a way to take that writing, like teaching and all of that stuff, everything that was surrounding the world of writing. And I want to use that with youth. I want to do it in a way that helps people and lifts people up. Um, and that sparked my, just the joy that I got from working with youth. And so I started the transition Ended up leaving the corporate world and going into, uh, it took a little while, but going into the nonprofit world full time where I would work with youth in all kinds of environments, New York City public school system, um, detention centers, uh, drug treatment centers, group home environments, um, like everything, um, What what you name it. You know, I worked with, with children who were, um, in the prison system to children on the Upper East Side who were going to writing camps and, you know, at Indian Head and, you know, they wow. would be canoeing at one point and sitting in a writing session at another point. 
Um, and I said, this is what, this is it. This is, I found my sweet spot in life. Um, this is what I want to make a career out of. You know, I had enough career, uh, corporate background to to figure things out. I was always very strategic and I knew that strategy had always been a key to my success. So whether I was running a department or running a company, being strategic made it happen. So I was strategic and I said, this is a life I want to create for myself. And that's how I got into nonprofit. So I've been working for several years in New York City uh, with nonprofit organizations across New York City, as well as teaching writing as a writing and a writer in residence. And, you know, and, and some consulting work and everything else to kind of just fill the gaps because now I'm pursuing my passion. So I'm not getting paid as much as I used to. <laughs> right. Um, but then the opportunity came to work with Girls Inc. And I was like, this is really ideal. I love working with youth and I especially love working with young girls because I can relate to them, you know, on a whole different level. And with the work that I was doing before, I was kind of, you know, I was maybe in Brooklyn one day and, and um, traveling from Long Island and Brooklyn one day and Bronx the next day, I'd hit the A platform and I had to think, is it Wednesday or is it Tuesday? Because what day it was, it meant I was going on the A train in this direction or that direction. <laughs> I got on in the wrong direction on the wrong day. And then when the opportunity came to come to Girls Inc, it had everything that I was looking for. I was, you know, um, running programming. I knew how to run programming. Developing curriculum, I knew how to develop curriculum. Um, working with uh, young people, a mission of, of empowering and inspiring girls to be strong, smart, and bold. That's what I wanted to do. That's like my life's work. So it was a perfect opportunity. And literally, I went from applying for the job to being made an offer within 48 hours. Home run. You know, listen, when it's a dual right fit, that's the way it's supposed to go, right? You love them. They love you. Let's just do this thing, right? Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was amazing. And I consider myself, I consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to be the executive director of this organization because of the amazing work that is done. We're connected to an amazing network of Girls Inks all across the country and in Canada. So this is, um, this is like a dream job. <laughs> when you, so let me ask you, I love that because, and again, finding your passion, the book again is dream journey. This is your dream. You found a way to align what's, what's inside for you and what you can really do to to make an impact on the external world. What I mean, you win. Remember, uh, Charlie Sheen, winning, like you're frigging winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like the deal. Like, it's it's so cool. I, I want to spend another minute on something. You didn't go to Girls Inc. as the ED. Is that correct? I did not. Yeah. I tell me about that. Girls Inc. as the program manager. Okay. And... I had, and and now mind you, my previous career had been marketing. I was, you know, I had my eye on the C-suite. I wanted to be the chief marketing officer, done marketing for large corporations, Verizon, all kinds of stuff. When I decided to shift, I knew that it was going to, you know, it wasn't about a title at that point. It was about doing work that I loved and that fed me. So I came into Girls Inc. as a program manager and absolutely loved my work, working with the girls, managing all the programming, you know, scheduling the partnerships, all of that stuff. Um, and my fearless leader that was part of the organization when I got there, Neil Alaka was the ED. She's now the CEO of American Red Cross Long Island. Mm. And when she, um, when I was there for, I would say a little over six months, she came to me and she let me know that she had received an offer and that she would be leaving the organization and asked, would I be interested in taking her position? Hold on. Don't tell me what you said. Let's let's keep everybody in suspense. Well, we'll keep them in suspense. We're going to take a two minute break. So look, I'm gonna, yeah. and when we come back, we'll find out. Did Renee take the, the executive director role? I don't know, folks. I introduced her that way, but we'll figure it out. It's your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your buddy, Tommy D. One last question before we go to break. Renee, do you sing? A little bit. All right, because they, I have a theme song. And last week I had my friend Tyena Sanna from Nonprofit New York. And by the third segment, in the second segment, she said she wouldn't sing. And then we sung the, the, the theme song a little bit later on. So we'll see if I can get you to do it with me. All right. It's Tommy D coming at you from the attic with a flag of Girls Inc. of Long Island. My friend, my buddy, my pal. See you guys soon. Back in two minutes. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Through all the static and join your boy Tommy D in the attic. Every Friday morning, 10 a.m., join me in the attic. Today, Renee Flagler has made the effort and decided to join me in the attic. So you heard the lyrics there. So we will try. Maybe we'll sing later on together, Renee. But it's nonprofits need connections to move in the right direction. So cut through all the static and join your boy in the attic. That's right. Tommy D, every Friday morning. Renee, so did you take the ED job? We kept everybody in suspense. <laughs> That's what I did. (laughs) So you took the job, obviously, right? I mean, obviously, we know it already and historically, but obviously, because it made sense for you, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? Let me tell you something. Yeah. Um, I had to think about it at first because, and my executive director at the time was a little like, what? What you mean? You know, so (laughs) when she came to me, I was like, this sounds like an amazing opportunity, but I have... I was in a different mindset at this point, mm-hmm. right? I was, the days of chasing titles was behind me. Right. I was chasing fulfillment, right? So I didn't want a position because it sounded good. I didn't want a position because it was a, a, a cushy title or I didn't want any of that. I wanted mm-hmm. meaningful work and I was doing meaningful work and I was loving what I did as program manager. So I knew that taking the role of ED would, have, would, would make me have to back up from working directly with the girls mostly mm. and, you know, take on a more executive role. Now, granted, I could do that. I've been an entrepreneur. I had, you know, my book business at that point for over a decade, right? I also had executive positions, you know, management, mid-management level positions and, you know, large companies like Verizon and just various companies. So the job, the work wasn't a problem. Right. It was, am I still going to be fulfilled? Am I going to feel like I'm really you know, giving these girls everything I got and, and serving them. I needed to see how, as executive director, I could be of a true service to them. So I had to take time to think about it because I was like, I'm not excited about just having a title. I want to do the work, right? So I had to take some time to think about in the role of executive director, how do I bre- best bring impact? How do I best serve the girls? What can I do that is meaningful 
for them and meaningful for me because that's what I'm here for. And when I kind of evaluated the opportunity and looked at it from a perspective of actually, I could actually do more for the girls in this role than I'm even doing for the girls in the role that I was in, I can create opportunities. I can kind of steer the ship and bring on new partnerships. Like I can do all these things that would help serve the mission and serve the girls. And when I was able to answer that question for myself, that's when I decided, okay, I'll go ahead and throw my hat in the ring for the opportunity. Meanwhile, Neil is kind of like, girl, like what's happening here? Like, all right, all right. this is your gig. What are we doing here? Like, this is for you. It took a couple of months for it to actually kind of fall into place, but it was in February of 2017 that I officially stepped into the role of executive director of Girls Inc. of Long Island. And I don't regret one second. I love every minute of it this is a privilege this job is a privilege to do so how much first of all incredibly inspiring obviously and and to, you know I, it's funny i mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago um that i i haven't had i've only had one man on the program as a guest it's been mostly women um and I, and I guess that's, it might just be a, a testament to nonprofit in the sector that there's many women leading organizations. Maybe that's part of it, or maybe it's just part of who I hang around with and who my friends are. I'm not real sure. I'll, I'm not, I don't even know even if we need to analyze it. But the point of it is just the fact that you're at the helm of this organization unto itself, I believe, is inspiring these young women. And, you're, and I've met most of your team, and most of your team are, again, women, strong women in powerful positions that are making an impact. Isn't that inspiring? As a father of, yes, I have two sons, but I also have two daughters. And as a father of two daughters, it's what, when I first met you, I I don't know if you, you may not remember, but we're at the Imagine Awards. This is before our firm, Vanguard Insurance Agency, which I've never mentioned on the show. That's, that's what we do for business gang. But we, um, we're sitting beside each other. You, you and your crew and your board, I think are sitting at one table and we're like way in the back Vanguard guys. And, and we're, I got up and I saw you, you and your team get, you won the award that year. And I was like, I don't even know, really understand what you guys do, but girls Inc. The whole thing, it makes sense to me. I got two daughters. I got to figure out what you guys are all about. And I was like, take a picture with me. And I was, we took a picture, <laughs> and, which now, you know, Tommy D. No so problem, but crying, we were crying. I was, I was, I looked horrible because I'll we check out the picture. We didn't expect to win. And, you know, we were up against some amazing organization. You always are, though, in that. In, it's the Imagine Awards. Shout out Ken Cerini, Long Island Imagine Awards, the committee, the whole thing. Yeah. So, so, again, you, you run an incredible organization. Talk to me about the impact that, that again, it's, oh, didn't mention this yet. It's Women's History Month. What a, what a way to start off having you here today, right? So tell me about how that whole leadership plays into what the girls see and and the impact that makes and then we'll start to talk about programs and things but i just i gotta imagine just the seeing these these women running the organization's got to be inspiring to these young girls absolutely so leadership and showing girls what leadership looks like is extremely important it's it's very important to help prepare them for a successful future because whether you ever make it to ceo or ed you know like my role or whether you are, you know, in a management executive level, whatever, you are the leader of your life. You have to make decisions all the time. Big decisions, small decisions, decisions that impact a little, decisions that impact a lot. And we actually nationally have recently done a study on how girls lead. And it revealed some really interesting information about how women are unique as leaders. So it's important for us to be able to take that information and share that with the girls, show them what leadership looks like and show them their own inherent strength and how they can bring that to the table to lead people, friends, organizations, efforts, causes, advocacy, their own lives. So leadership is, and there's so many attributes of leadership that really comes from the person, they're natural. And if you know how to, I call them superpowers. And you think about, what is that show? Oh my God, I'm thinking the name of it is, you know, we're the mutants, come on, X-Men. Oh, Avengers or something like that, X-Men, yeah, yeah. Think about before they went to the school, right? They had these superpowers that they were wielding and they didn't really know how to manage them. That's leadership. We have these inherent superpowers and we have to be taught how to develop them so that we can use them for good so that we can use them for impact. So that's kind of what we do with the girls, right? So we show them 
what they have inside of them. We show them like that's leadership that right there. So people look at them sometimes and if they, if they have big personalities, you know, they try to kind of like, you know, calm down little girl. No, 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 that's, that's a, a huge attribute of leadership. So let, can we, can we say that for a second? Let, let's stay right on that point. Cause I think that's awesome there. So yeah. we're, and I think that's like a societal thing where there's male or female boys, girls or whatever, but, but, you know, I feel like that people and children are pushed down. No, no, no. Don't act out. You know, don't, don't do this. So, and that's the juice, man. Like that's the whole thing. Like this, this shenanigans that I do, the antics, the Tommy D, all this stuff. Like it's, it's, a, it's this important persona, not because it's about me, because I get to leverage it for other things, like cool things, like having Girls Inc. on the show and having all these nonprofits come on, right? And amplifying the message. And I know why I'm doing it all. So these young ladies, as you talk about, they have this opportunity to really flourish or shine. And Girls Inc., if I'm understanding correctly from my experience with your organization, is helps them open up, helps them have this, you know, this superpower. And you're right, it's, it's the X-Men. And, yeah. and ha- have the superpower, you know. What, and so talk to me, give me some anecdotes, how, how, how we've seen that from the organization. Um, also, there's one, okay, there's one specific girl. I remember when I first came into um, the AD role and I would go visit schools because that's, you know, I, I love being able to be with the girls. So I went to visit a particular school, it was in Patchard, um, and there was this amazing young lady. When I first met her, I would, you know, come into the school and the facilitators would be doing their thing and I would come around and talk to the girls and say hello. And I said hello to her and she kind of just like did this. Mm. And whenever I, you speak to her, she would just, if, if you heard her say hi, it was a good day. Right. If she said hi, it was, it would be so low, like, hi, you know. And I was like, wow, you know, she, she's shy, she's introverted, she was totally in her shell, mm. Okay. Fast forward, she's gone through the Girls Inc. program for two years. Um, in 20, our last, what was it, 2019, and we were able to have a lot, the last time yeah. we had a successful gala. Yeah. In 2019, at the gala, she was one of our scholarship recipients. When I tell you she was outgoing, I was introducing her to funders, to board members, and she was proudly, boldly, hello, I don't want to say her name, so I'll just yeah, yeah, yeah. Google yeah. name, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Hi, my name is Anna Smith. It's a pleasure to meet you. And she held out her hand and she shook her hand. And me, the bumbling idiot that I am, stood there and cried because I remember when I met this girl and she would barely speak to the people in the room with her. And not only did she go to that gala and stand on that stage and speak and tell her story, but she actually went with us to the national event and stood on the stage at the national event in front of like 600 people. And she spoke about the impact of Girls Inc. on her life. And in, 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 so I was at that gala, and I, I think I remember exactly who you're talking about. And I brought my daughter to that gala. And you say bumbling idiot because you're crying. I, I, I make a plan. I only cry once a month on the program. So you got me like the goosebumps were here, but I'm not going to get too mushy and start crying. Well, we got two segments left. Maybe who knows? But but the point of it is, is the the what an impact you you what an impact you're literally changing the trajectory of someone's life. That's that. Thank she's you. going to school. She's now in college. She's yep. attending college. She's taking up computer science. She learned STEM through us. And she was like, this is what I want to do. And when I say that girl speaks up for herself, when I say she's smart, she's strong, she's bold, she's going after her goals. She's still involved with the organization. We can still call on her and say, hey, girl, we're doing this. She's like, I'm in, I'm down. Who do you want me to talk to? Who do you want me to help? She's not afraid to stand there and talk to CEOs. When I say this girl came out of her shell completely and she is on fire and she is amazing, that's the type of transformation we love to see. I'm talking for everything from grades to confidence to personality to leadership to developing their voices. That's the impact. That's an, So uh, we're going to take another quick break, gang. But here's the thing, Renee. That to me you made an incredible impact. The organization made an incredible, incredible impact on this young woman. And that's awesome. But guess what? It doesn't stop. It's the impact that she is now going to make for the next 40, 50, 60, 80 years of her lifetime. And how many, what is the ripple effect of what Girls Inc. did for her? And that what she's going to do, being someone who was shy and introverted, perhaps, to now somebody who is, who is a strong, bold, powerful, smart woman, Right. Tell me, hold that thought because I want to talk more about that and I want to talk about programs when we come back. It's Tommy D in the attic. Renee Flagler is here for a visit. Thanks for being here, Renee. Gang, we'll be back in two minutes. I'll see you soon. You're listening to 
Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's where you join me, right by the roof, just below the roof, in the attic. Tommy D coming at you from the attic, the nonprofit. Wait for it, Sector Connector. So I want to give a quick shout out to the folks checking in on the Facebook. Uh, Debbie Mew is checking in. Debbie, if I screwed up the pronunciation, my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, thanks for sending out the hearts. And Steve Fry, the SMB guy who comes on the program, comes on the show, uh, comes on the network right after the Tommy D show here. Uh, so Steve Fry, thanks for the love. Appreciate you, man. So strong, smart, and bold, Renee. Renee Flagler from Girls Inc. is here. In case you didn't know, Girls Inc. of Long Island. Girls Inc. of Long Island was founded in 2005 with dates with with roots dating back to 1894 and girls inc responds to and i'm reading gang right off the website responds to the changing needs of girls in their communities through implementation of research-based programs and advocacy that empowers girls to reach their full potential and to understand value and assert their rights renee what is all that what does all that mean how how is that practically going on on long island and beyond So Girls Inc., our mission, inspire girls to be strong, smart, bold. Sounds good. What does that mean? Strong covers everything. So basically, the Girls Inc. experience is a comprehensive experience where we speak to the whole girl. So strong, mental, emotional, physical health, and well-being. That includes sports, physical fitness, nutrition, Uh, mind and body smart that includes everything that has anything to do with academic enrichment and education with a strong focus on exposing girls to opportunities in stem bold that covers all the life skills financial economic literacy media literacy dealing with cyberbullying coping with life in different ways leadership and community action advocacy teaching them how to advocate for themselves So it's really important that we speak to the whole girl because if you give someone the skills to do something and they don't have the belief that they can do it or the confidence to step up and walk in that, the skills won't serve them. So we speak to the whole girls. Growing up girl is hard. 
It always has been. And you know, with the world that we live in, there's a lot of gender disparities. There's a lot of gender inequities. So we prepare our girls to go out there and take their rightful place while teaching the skills that they need to be successful, while supporting them academically. So our curriculum is designed to do that, to take in the whole girl so that we can give them the tools that they need, the access and opportunity and exposure that they need, and to help them find their inherent strength and to find their voice so that they can be all that they can be. And we're giving them hard skills. We're giving them real skills, while at the same time, creating a safe mentoring space where they feel comfortable in who they are. And we touch on those issues that maybe some people don't want. We're very unapologetic about meeting the needs of girls. There's nothing that we don't touch on because sometimes the issues that people don't want to touch on are the most important issues impacting girls. You know, so we don't just do confidence, but we give, we do confidence and we do skills. We have programs called the confidence project. We also touch on bullying and, uh, cyberbullying, which is ruining, you know, some of the uh, just the confidence of our girls and their emotional well-being, leading to things like suicide. So we serve all girls, all girls. We also specifically target girls who are in communities that are under-resourced or low-income, where we know that there is a wider gap for them to be able to reach success. And our goal is to close that gap. Our goal is to close, to break barriers for all girls, to create opportunities, to open doors and to equip them for what they need. So when they walk through those open doors, that they are able to be successful. Thank you for, for going into the letter there of, of, of really breaking this down because I run around going strong, smart and bold, strong, smart and bold. Like, cause I, cause like it's important, but I don't, I've never heard it broken down into, to, to that level, you know, the mental, the emotional, the physical, the well-being, the academic on the, you know, the STEM, which I want to talk to you about in a sec, but you know, and then the life skills on, on the, uh, on the bold side. I, I mean, you know, I have two daughters and they need to be connected to this program you know and my wife and I are both here raising them but they need they need this stuff too so I I need to talk to you about getting them involved in some of these programs as well but talk to me about STEM I I think I mean I'm maybe it's obvious to some people but why is that so important you know especially for an organization like yours with who's working with young ladies well statistics have shown us and I'm not going to quote specific like this percent but statistics has shown us that girls are not necessarily pursuing careers in STEM because they're not being encouraged to. So there is a gender gap when it comes to STEM opportunities in STEM fields, right? So it's a very male-dominated industry, Mm -hmm. and that's because girls haven't traditionally been encouraged to pursue opportunities in STEM. And also, I should say STEAM because it includes the arts, right? Yep. So STEM, for those who may not be familiar with the term, is science, technology, engineering, and math. STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, right? So there is a gender gap when it comes to the uh, opportunities available in STEM. But there's also a talent and opportunity gap. So our goal is to help to fill that talent and opportunity gap that currently exists in the field of STEM because the job market is growing and growing because everything is going towards STEM, right? So even if you go to the doctor or if you go to get surgery, these days, it's not necessarily just the doctor opening you up and doing things. Hmm. They have to know coding to an extent. You know, they're operating on machinery. It's robotics. It's laser. It's all these things. So STEM has entered into every field so so let me me ask you that is it so it's not lack of interest on on the female's part you know women or young girls it's lack of exposure is what i'm thinking of hearing it's lack of of exposure and lack of them being encouraged to go into certain fields because we still have people out there who, who kind of direct girls based on what they believe is a field for girls well you don't want to do that or you know boys are better at that you know just Things like that. That actually still happens. Yeah, no, no. It's our I'm job to let them know that this is available to you. And a lot of them have natural skills that would, you know, really help them be successful in those particular areas, but they're not always encouraged to pursue that. So yeah. we want to expose them to all the opportunities in STEM 
that are available to them so that we spark that interest, that we let them know that this is something that's for them. This is something that they go they can go after. And we bring them through. We show them all the different ways, all the different opportunities, not just medical, but coding and robotics. We have partnerships with national laboratories like Brookhaven National Laboratories. Last year, a group of girls during the summer, they made in their homes virtually, we made sure they had all the supplies and they made hot water heaters, solar hot water heaters, right inside of their homes. You, you know, know, in those summer programs, we teach astrophysics, microbiology, DNA research, engineering for science, scientific computing, hard sciences. You, you know, I, I just want to say hello to my wife because, you know, during the pandemic, she built a patio in our backyard. And she, she's into this stuff. She digs this whole whole thing, you know. And I'm, what it's inspiring me to, to do is is get my, my daughters involved in some of the projects that she likes to do, which are Absolutely. you know technical type stuff. And she's out there with rulers and measuring and sand. I mean, it was like three, four days into the lockdown and she calls Home Depot and they, I can't believe I'm telling the story on the, on the radio show. But she, came, she had all this backyard patio tiles set up and she built an entire patio, man, like by herself, like with some of the help from the kids. But like, you know, so just the point is, you know, it's not a gender thing, you know, it's not boys should do this women should do that we're, we're talking about you know we all have the same brains right we can do that we have these interests and in technical natures and things that you know back to your earlier point in an earlier segment about you know our superpowers and what we really dig and what we're into and and tell me i, I want to talk programs like i want to talk like specifics you go into the schools like give me kind of a, a broad brush about what you actually bring to, to these to these young ladies you got it. So throughout the school year, we are able to bring various programs. We have so many different areas of curriculum that we work in. So um, in an average school year, when we're working with the girls, we will cover um, an array of things. So, you know, they'll get several weeks of STEM programming and they can learn so many different things in those STEM programs. Things like, you know, girls have made candles. They understood like the technology behind that. They have literally created um, like friendly, you know, environmentally friendly cleansers. Um, they've done work in coding and robotics. We take them on trips and, and, you know, find out more about that. They've done work in energy. Um, they also, media literacy is a huge part of what we do. It covers a lot of aspects of how to decode media messaging because we get, we get inundated by media. How, messaging. To, how to decode what? Say that again, Ronnie. How to decode media messaging. Because we're inundated by media messaging. And often the messaging that's coming across is not positive for girls. It's not reinforcing for girls. It's not good for girls. Mm -hmm. So we teach them how to decode media messaging, understand what's happening here. Am I trying to be influenced? Am Am I being informed? Is this news? Am I being educated? And not to just receive what comes. Because if you're receiving messaging that always says that this is something that's perfect and what you aren't doesn't represent perfection, that's problematic. That leads to, you know, body image issues and all kinds of things like that. So we teach them, even in that course, we teach them like how to recreate their own positive media messaging. Right. And we go into social media and the impact of social media, the positive impacts of social media, as well as the negative impacts of social media. You know, we'll go into nutrition program, right? understanding how your body works and what's good for you and what's not good for you and how to do everything in moderation. We've had sports programs. We do a lot of social emotional well-being, how to cope with, you know, being resilient and having grit and getting in dealing with failure and how failure is not all horrible because failure teaches us lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the, let's say life skills, we do economic literacy and we dig deep. So all of our programming is, basically developmentally appropriate. So what the girls are in middle school are getting is different from high school and Mm -hmm. elementary school. So let's say economic literacy. We may be teaching high school girls language around um, investing and things like that, where some of them may not be getting that language at home. Mm -hmm. Right. We teach them the difference between a want versus a need. We talk to them about budgeting, handling your money, how to make money, how to build wealth, how to manage money. We teach the girls who are getting ready to go to college. This is your first step towards financial independence. Here's some tips and information. Here's the decisions that you want to try to start making. Here's the type of mindset that you want to have about money. Right. If you're not in front of your parents and you can't just keep going to your parents and say, dad, mom, can I have $10? Can I have $20? If you're away at school and you have a certain amount of money, are you going to take that money and go to McDonald's and blow $20 at one time? Or are you going to go to the supermarket and maybe get some cereal and some cold cuts so that if that's if the 
cafeteria closes down and you're still hungry, you have food in your room to eat because you're studying late or things like that. So how to make decisions. We don't make decisions for them. We teach them how to make good decisions in all of these areas and teach them the skills that are going to be essential for life. And a lot of times we work with the schools all the time. We love our schools, but we don't get everything we need to be successful in life from school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't get it from home. So where do you get it? You know, I learned about credit by ruining my credit. No kidding. Yeah, me, I can I can relate to that one for sure. Yeah. yeah, I remember. So I went to National College and I remember when I first went there, there was, you remember back in the day when we'd go to college, it was credit card, fill oh out the credit card every, everywhere you went. Like, and I was, I thought, oh, it's no big deal, right? Well, it's a big deal. And that's, yeah. and that's some credit's a big deal. We have to teach our kids about that. So really quick, we're going to take one break, but I, I want to ask you this, Renee, you just laid out so much that this organization is providing. How does someone who is interested in getting their girls involved in the program, who may have a school district who wants to connect, how, who, or who is a volunteer and wants to connect with you, how do they get in touch with you and the organization? girlsincli.org. Go to our website. There's information on how to get involved. You can sign up as a volunteer. There's programming information for your girls to find out what programming and events that we have coming up. What type of programming do we have going on where your girls can get engaged in that? We have our spring uh, girls spring empowerment conference coming up on April 10th. Girls can get involved in that. It's obviously going to be virtual. We have our girls Inc annual breakfast coming up on March 25th. And it's all about resilience, right? Resilience is, you know, resilience is rising. We all, because we're standing here today, we're resilient. Yep. Um, The information about our summer camps for the girls will be published by next month. Um, Our events, Everything that you want to know about Girls Inc., if you go to girlsincli.org, you can find out everything you need and you can reach out to us through there. Our website um, includes our email addresses and everything. So that's that's the easiest, fastest, one-click way to find out everything about Girls Inc. of Long Island. That is perfect. Girlsincli.org. I have it open up on one of my monitors as well. So so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Renee, I want to talk about, the, you know, just to close out the future of Girls Inc. of Long Island and where you're going and really where you think you can make even more of an impact. Right? Cool? All right. We'll go to a quick break, everybody. Tommy right. Renee in the attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Thank you, Uncle Brendan. That's my Uncle Brendan who wrote that song for me. So thank you. Yes, join me in the attic every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Renee's joined me in the attic today, and we're about to bring our conversation to a close. But before we do that, 
I just to remind you all, I have Renee Daniel Flagler, award-winning author, leader, keynote speaker, executive director of nonprofit called Girls Inc. of Long Island. Renee, thank you for being with me today. I appreciate that. Let's let's. I I want you to come back on the show, but we're gonna have to do it in a couple of weeks because I got a, a little bit booked out right now. But we we're gonna get you back because there's so much. There's so you're so inspiring. I'm fired up. You're fired up. This is such a good conversation. I hate to bring it to an end, but let's let's talk about that event you mentioned on uh, on March 25th coming up in a couple of weeks. How can people get involved, and, and what are you looking for? Oh, this is going to be an amazing event. Every year, our Girls Meet Breakfast is such, it's its like the most inspiring and empowering event that you can possibly go to, whether it's virtual or whether it's live. Um, and every year, our theme is really being taken from both our girls and what's happening in the world. So this year, the theme of the Girls Inc. Annual Breakfast is the resilience of the girl. And we're going to have an amazing conversation with other people who are working in the space of resilience, who exemplifies what it means to be resilient. Mm. And we're going to have a conversation about that, about the purpose, the meaning, um, how detrimental it is to be resilient. And we're honoring people. So we are honoring Dr. McGinnis from um, Stony Brook University. She is going to be our honoree. She exemplifies resilience. She actually took on her role as president of Stony Brook in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> and all of our other speakers, um, you know, we we went after women who, like I said, exemplify resilience, you know, and their careers reflect that, that, that you know, of resilience and grit, of standing up, of moving forward despite, you know, obstacles. You know, one of our speakers, ran for office and didn't win. But now she's actually helping women prepare to run for office. She knows what they need and how they need to, you know, how they need to do that. Um, one of the women that we are, that's going to be part of this amazing panel, uh, literally had three life altering health events where she, you know, she didn't think she was going to make it. And she does nothing but work in the resilience space of helping people understand what resilience is, what it looks like, how they can be resilient, how they can dig deep and find the resilience in themselves to move forward. And at a time like this, this is what the conversation needs to be about. And we're showing girls um, through the work that we do, what resilience looks like. When those girls show up after all the stuff that they've been through all week, when they show up on that zoom or uh, google platform that's resilience in action no matter what they're showing up they're showing up for themselves you know going through loss going through um, isolation everything so and we're celebrating that for women's history month love that I, it's it's so special and it's during i'm not looking at the calendar what day of the week is the 25th it's a thursday morning and so right to the website to sign up it's right it. on the website they sign up that way okay and that's um incredibly inspiring and I, I'm always fired up whenever I see that's why like I told the story at the beginning I, I you popped up on my Instagram and I said I sat on the floor and I was like I gotta connect with Renee see what's going on and you, you get me fired up and I appreciate being here today it's um I do too yeah it's it's an incredible impact that that you and this organization is making give us a, some some final thoughts that that you want to share with girls who may not know Girls Inc or families who have daughters and and Anybody out there, really, for that matter, something inspirational, because I know you get fired up about that. Talk about passion, if you would. I would say right now, girls need support. Girls need support. So, and what we need people to do is to show the girls their inherent strength, right? So we all have strengths. And a lot of times we don't recognize our own strength. We don't think we're strong. We don't believe we're strong. So if you have girls in your life let them know how strong they are. And don't just stop and say you're strong. Show them. Show them some of the things that they've done and say, because of this, this is how I know that you're strong. Because they need that. Because the world is constantly telling us that we're not strong, that we can't handle things, that we're not made for things. We shouldn't be in certain positions. We shouldn't have certain opportunities. We shouldn't have certain desires. We shouldn't want certain things. And this is 2021 and it is still happening. Me, as a Black woman, can walk into a room and instantly feel in a certain room like you don't belong here, you know, and, and, and automatically the assumption is not that I'm the leader. 
even mm-hmm. though I am, mm-hmm. you know, so this is still happening and our girls are still receiving these messages. So we need to let our girls know who they really are and not what society is trying to tell them that they are. You know, leave it right there. Thank Renee. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your leadership. Not, not right back at you. Not, not just of the organization, but your leadership on Long Island amongst the nonprofit community. We do a lot of stuff together and I appreciate you being a part of that. Thank you for being here. I'm going to bring the show to a close everybody. It's Tommy D coming at you. You know where top of the house, the attic, the whole thing. I'm here all the time. It's the only place I am. I'm in the attic. It gets cold up here sometimes. So I put the velvet jacket on in, in honor of the red girls ink logo and everything. So here's, here's what I want you to do. If you want to connect with me, the Instagram is tommyd.nyc. The email is tommyd at philanthropyandfocus.com. It's uh, focus is spelled P-H-O-C-U-S. Renee, back to you one, one quick thing I want to ask you. I just remembered. Uh, so tommyd at philanthropyandfocus.com. Renee, what's the Girls Inc. social media stuff? How, how do they track you down? Girls Inc. of Long Island, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Same thing. Just Girls Inc. of Long Island, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Good. Cool. Very good. Sorry about that, everybody. But this is how we deal with the show. We're flexible, baby. We're moving. All right. Next week, Robert Budd, CEO of Free Family Residence and Essential Enterprises on Long Island. That connection was made for my buddy, Brendan Levy at the Queens Chamber of Commerce. Love you, Brendan. Thanks for making that connection. Robert, see you next week. Uh, Told you where you can get me. Next, following up, right after my show, we have this block of four incredible shows. I'm saying mine's incredible. So the three other are incredible as well. Steve Fry, my buddy, my pal, inspired me to come on the network here. Has uh, Frank Bailey, who's a franchise, Frank Bailey, excuse me. We, we rehearsed that and I screwed it up. Franchise consultant will be on Steve's show, the SMB guy. There's a lot of shenanigans that go on that show, but there's some serious business that gets discussed. Jeremiah Fox, Entrepreneurial Web, comes up after that. Joseph McElroy, wise content creates wealth. And that rounds out that block. So stay on talkradio.nyc. Shout out to my friend, Emily, on the other side of the glass, making this thing happen. Renee, I'll see you soon. Thanks for coming to the attic. See you guys. Bye. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. 
on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 